my name is Kaylee Pasternak. I am one of the executive producers of Night Voices, and I'm alongside with... Uh, Nolan Hamilton. I'm the other executive producer for Night Voices. And we will be going through our top five movies and TV shows of 2021. So all the way at number five for movies is Ghostbusters. Yeah, so Ghostbusters, looking at it as a movie itself, the fra- with the franchise of the Ghostbusters, there's so many movies that you can see that bring a lot of nostalgia to people. And recently, it's kind of gone under the radar, kind of almost went dormant until the 2016 movie, which wasn't really critically acclaimed. But in 2021, they came out with this new Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. And it is the exact way to do a reboot. It is a core Ghostbusters story. It really does a great job of honoring the past, but also going with the present in developing new characters. So I really like that movie, and I like the way they did the reboot. Yeah, I think it was a good bounce back from the 2016 movie, which wasn't necessarily the best, but I thought it was a really good bounce back. And then all the way at number five for the TV shows is Invincible. So Invincible is a show where you go in expecting something like, it's a show that's animated, it's on Netflix, or no, Amazon, Amazon Prime, and you expect one thing in this show, and then at the end of the first episode, everything turns on its complete head. It's a show, it's a, a teenage, it's a show meant for adults, but it's meant like a show you were going to watch on Saturday morning, but it has some very dark themes, but I really enjoyed the way they took the spin on the modern superhero genre. There's so many superhero movies out. There's so many movies that came out this year. Invincible is one of the one of the shows that really was able to redefine that genre once again. So going into number four for movies is Tick, Tick, Boom. So Tick, Tick, Boom is a movie about the playwright Jonathan Larson. So what I liked about Tick, Tick, Boom is not so much like I enjoyed the story and I enjoyed how they told it, but I enjoyed the way they made the modern musical. It's very much inspired by play, by things like Hamilton and other musicals, but I enjoyed the way that they were able to implement these modern themes in this in this musical. I'm a person that's never really liked musicals besides Disney movies, and I thought this movie was great. I thought Andrew Garfield learning how to sing for this movie was awesome, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it too, and I also thought it was incredible how, what Nolan touched on, how they turned it modern, and how they made this kind of movie musical that you love to enjoy. It wasn't kind of cheesy, it wasn't like, oh, what are they doing? They knew exactly what they were doing, and they executed it perfectly. So moving on to number four for TVs is WandaVision. So when you look at WandaVision, it was the first Marvel show on Disney Plus all the way back in March of 2021. People were pretty excited because it's the first piece of Marvel that's not a movie. I enjoyed WandaVision just because it's such a diff- it was such a different show. It was almost like a mystery where it kind of had to unfold what was happening as it went on and then until the final story went went through. But I think my favorite thing about WandaVision wasn't even really the show, it was the fans on Twitter, on I know on TikTok talking about what next is going to happen. Is it going to be Mephisto? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? It turned out to be something people didn't really expect, and that's what I enjoyed about it. And moving on to number three for movies is Shang-Chi. I really enjoyed Shang-Chi just because Shang-Chi is a movie that's the Marvel origin story formula. You see it with Iron Man. You see it with the original Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, This movie 
really did a good job of the representation. I really liked all the characters that the way they were played, they were played the correct way. And I thought everyone really did their part in making this movie a fun Marvel movie because people didn't expect too much out of this. It was certainly not the movie I was looking forward to most going in the theaters, but looking back on how good of a movie it is, how clear of a plot it is, how good of a story it is, and the representation puts it at the number three spot for me. And for number three for TV shows is Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is very similar to Ghostbusters that we used as a movie earlier in this. It's how you do a reboot right. Cobra Kai, in or Karate Kid, it's based on the movies Karate Kid. And the Karate Kid movies are movies that people remember in the 80s for being these cool, like, action, like, fun movies. But you don't really think too much of after you walk out of the theater and don't see it. Cobra Kai builds upon all of those movies, not just the first one, and develops a really hard-hitting story about characters that may have been good turning evil, characters that may have been good turning bad. It kind of shows that not one movie defies who you are, not one thing defies who you are. And I thought that was a really good message that it sends across to me. So, yeah, I, that's why I put it at number three for TV. Yeah, and I think a really big overarching theme is the nostalgia factor. There are so many things that came out in 2021 that rebooted what maybe was a botched reboot or came all the way from the 80s. And I think a lot of what we have on this list executed that perfectly, and that's why it's on that list for us. So moving on to number two for movies is Encanto. And I thought this movie was beautifully done. The colors, the musicals, uh, it was obviously written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and he always does an excellent job when it comes to musicals and songs. But just the story and overarching purpose and theme of this really is good for kids. And I know I'm 17, but I love this movie so much. And I heard about adults who loved it too. It's just a great movie for anyone who wants to watch it. It's a feel-good movie, and it was a great addition to Disney's roster. And it has a wonderful soundtrack. You mentioned how a feel-good movie this is. For our number two for TV... I gotta say, probably one of the best feel-good shows I've ever seen is Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is, I can talk for weeks how much I love Ted Lasso. It is the perfect show to watch if you're having a rough day, if you're having, just things aren't going your way, watch Ted Lasso. The way Jason Sudeikis wrote his characters, Ted Lasso, is one of the coolest ways to see uh, just an actor write for himself. This character, watching the trailers early on when the season got revealed, it was based on an NBC Sports skit that they did as a commercial. And they turned it into a TV show, and everyone was like, why why are they doing that? But they had a plan of how to write Ted's character in turning him to this awesome optimist that anyone would like to meet. And you just see all these characters that he improves the lives of, and it's a really good feel-good show. Even though it may not have the most stakes, I think – the feel good in the stories he tells is awesome. I also absolutely love Ted Lasso. My parents are actually the people that got me onto it. And I think another great thing with Ted Lasso is that my parents watched it. All my friends watched it. It is a intergenerational TV show that everyone can enjoy. Everyone loves to see a good, a feel good character. And the fact that you can just turn on Ted Lasso for 30, 40 minutes and just kind of forget about everything else and just feel really good about what a nice, kind person Ted Lasso is, is just 
a wonderful way, especially in 2021. It was just a wonderful TV show to watch. So all the way at number one for our movies is Spider-Man No Way Home. So when you look at Spider-Man No Way Home, people going into this movie were expecting so, so much. There were so much things heavily rumored about this movie. So much things that, you know, would they happen, would they not? And you go in the theater expecting to be... I was expecting an amazing movie, and it delivered. It was one of those theater experiences I will never forget. I walked in with a few of my buddies. We went in, we saw this movie, and we were blown away because it was just... It was everything you, you dreamed of being a Spider-Man fan. It's a good Spider-Man movie. It doesn't rely on past characters making it making it a movie it relies on the past to help move the story forward but it is also its own great spider-man story and it really does the character of peter parker justice and it just in general just has a fantastic tribute to the spider-man character who is beloved by millions and I watched Spider-Man No Way Home on the premiere night, and I'm not a big Marvel fan. I've seen a few of the big Marvel movies, but I'm not one who's gone down the whole entire rabbit hole of every single movie, but I absolutely love this movie so much, and I think it was really entertaining for anyone who watched it. You could just feel as soon as, spoiler by the way, as soon as the other Spider-Men came on screen, you could feel the happiness from everyone else in the theater, and I think... It was just a wonderful movie to watch, even if somebody doesn't have the whole entire backstory. And I think another complaint some people have is that it's too fan service but I think they did it absolutely perfect. I, I don't think I would want them to change a thing because it was a perfect vision, and I think they executed it so well. So number one for our TV shows is the all-time hit, everyone watched it, Squid Game. Squid Game was absolutely impeccable. The creators put their blood, sweat, and tears into Squid Game, and it really showed. And I'm not one who likes to watch movies that are in a different language, because I don't really like having to read the captions, and usually the overlay of the audio of someone in English speaking it really isn't that good to portray the character. But I think that Squid Game was so beautifully done that it, it didn't matter if you were listening to it in its original language or in English or if you were reading the captions. Just the whole entire storyline and the way that it kept you on the edge every single episode was something that is the reason that it is such a giant show that everybody absolutely loves. Yeah, I went in the Squid Game like not really like expecting too much because I heard it was good. I liked I liked it. I don't have too much to say about it because what hasn't been said about it, let's be honest. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun ride to watch it. And I thought it does deserve this number one spot with how big of a cultural impact it had. Definitely, yeah. I think it had a big cultural impact with everyone knew who Squid Game was. And there, I don't think there's been a TV show like that since Stranger Things where it's a yeah. wide, worldwide phenomenon about how great the show is and it and the creators are so well deserving of all of this with how much effort they put in so that is our top five but me and nolan have picked a few other shows and movies that we just want to talk about that are our opinion that were really good this year so for me i had the boys the boys is a show kind of like invincible where it kind of makes a spin-off of the superhero genre where you can see these characters like the justice league but or the Avengers, but the evil. They're these people that just have no values. They have no real, like, 
they're just evil, evil people. So it's a good twist on that superhero genre, thinking these people, these heroes, everyone looks up to, everyone thinks, oh my gosh, superheroes, it would be amazing if they were great. But if they were put into today's society with all the the money-driven corporations, all of this stuff, potentially these heroes could turn corrupt. And that's what this show discovers. And I thought it's such a genius plot to put over to put over a show. Especially since they pull no punches. This show is hard hitting. If you if you're young watching the show, don't watch it. It is it's tough. It's tough to watch. But it is a really good watch. If you if you enjoy superhero movies and want a show that is just hard hitting. It's great. My favorite TV show this year was an animated TV show. It kind of had the style of Gravity Falls and it's called Inside Job and it is about this woman in her like 30s that works for the deep state and it kind of all those Facebook theories and QAnon and everything that goes on social media whether people believe it to be true or not it kind of makes all those situations real like the Illuminati is real Yale has a secret society it kind of humors all of that and I just found it so so entertaining for me, another TV show I liked is Loki. Loki was one of the Marvel shows that came out later in the year. I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I think a lot of other people do, and they were expecting good things out of this show. But what this show did for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, building upon, building upon it, made a world of a difference. I'm not going to spoil anything, but the way this show opened up the rest of the Marvel movies for years to come did so much justice. But the show by itself, I thought was awesome too. There was some great acting, just a good Marvel content. It was my favorite Marvel show this year besides WandaVision, but I'm back and forth on that. I really did enjoy WandaVision. But Loki, for me, I think I like Loki a little bit more Wanda, so I think I, at the end of the day, I think I actually did like Loki more. But agreeing upon what Prospect said and what we think WandaVision's at four, Loki's my pick. And finally, a movie that a lot of people like. Some complain that it's just a, a bunch of famous people combined together. But I really enjoyed Don't Look Up. It came out at the very end of 2021. But I really enjoyed all of the funny things. And I thought it was also a good way to like explain that there are things going on in this world that social media may distract you from. But you got to believe the scientists and believe the people who are credible. And I think it showed kind of in a extremist way what maybe could happen if you don't but I just thought it was a great movie the actors were of course incredible because it was a bunch of just a-list actors but and many people may complain that it was just a bunch of famous actors put together and that's why a lot of people like the movie but I think it's more than that I think when you put that many good actors together of course you're gonna have a great product and you can't be upset about not about them not picking underground actors when the product came out like that. It's not like it was really bad, but I thought it was just a really good movie. Yeah. That's our picks. That's Prospect's picks. We put them together. Here's our top five. I'll read them one more time. For movies, we have at five Ghostbusters, at four Tick Tick Boom, at three Shang-Chi, at two Encanto, and at number one Spider-Man No Way Home. And for shows, we got Invincible at five, WandaVision at four, Cobra Kai at three, Ted Lasso at two, and Squid Game at one. Thank you guys for listening to this. We enjoyed your picks. I'm Nolan Hamilton signing off.
And I'm Kaylee Pasternak reporting for Night Voices. Thank you.